No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory. There's a lot of moms and dads out there who are Democrats or on the fence who are saying, I certainly hope they wouldn't mandate that. No, no, look, what I'm saying is that I don't think you can mandate it. But you can't say everyone has to do this. But you would just like you can't mandate a mask. This summer, we made progress through the combination of vaccine requirements and incentives, as well as the FDA approval. Four million more people got their first shot in August than they did in July. But we need to do more. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated. What up, yo? I'm Dave Rubin. It's June 22nd, 2022. This is the Rubin Report. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. If you have not subscribed already, just do it already. What are you waiting for? And actually, of all days to do it, do it today, June 22nd, because as I just told the guys, my due date was June 22nd, 1976. I stayed in, stewing in the juices till June 26th. So my birthday is this Sunday, but it's a special day because it was my due date. I don't think they let babies stay in anymore after the nine month, after the due date. They get them out pretty quick these days. Back then you were allowed to stay in. Anyway, subscribe if you haven't. Quick reminder, July 14th, Miami, I'm in you. That's right, I'm at the Miami Improv on July 14th with at least one special guest from the Miami area. You can get tickets at daverubin.com slash events. Uh, we did open up 50 extra VIP tickets if you want the one second hug. And as for today's show, uh, if you're wondering why we showed you those old videos, that little compilation there of the elderly gentleman pretending to be President Joseph R. Biden, uh, it's because they seem to want to bring back COVID because you see things are not going well for these people. They've destroyed the economy, we have the half war, three quarter war, maybe full war going on with Russia and Ukraine, uh, gas prices, supply chain, all the problems, nobody's happy, everybody realizes he has dementia, the wheels are coming off this thing. Uh, so Joe Biden basically said it yesterday, yeah, they're bringing back COVID and not only are they bringing back COVID, but they want you to jab your babies too. These people are psychopaths, absolute psychopaths. Uh, but as you know, I believe there are markers for a turnaround. I believe good people are waking up and uh, we're gonna talk about how to fight the lunacy because the lunacy is coming. Oh, and a quick reminder, uh, starting yesterday, we will now at the end of the show where I always read the locals comments. So the locals community, uh, rubenreport.locals.com, which you can get on the iOS app or on Android or just on desktop. Uh, we read comments from the community throughout the show and during the day, every single day I respond to people on there. It's the only place I respond to people. Uh, but starting yesterday and going forward, we will also read Rumble Rant. So if you're watching right now the live stream on Rumble and you do a paid Rumble Rant, we'll also read a couple of those. Before we get to the big show, people, let me talk to you about real estate agents I trust. You know, buying or selling a home 
is already one of the most stressful things you can do, and it can be 10 times worse if you're not working with the right agent. Generally speaking, our homes are our biggest investment. That's a ton of responsibility, and you need an agent who takes that seriously. That's why I recommend Real Estate Agents I Trust, founded by my good buddy, Glenn Beck. They work with only the best agents in every market. They do their homework. They talk to every agent before inviting them to their network. And here's a big one. They only work with full-time professionals, no part-time or inexperienced agents. Their team makes the intro, then follows you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. They work with agents that have long track records and are the best sellers in their field. They're part of this audience. They share your values and they're almost anywhere you want to go, including the free state of Florida. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com today and provide them with some basic info. Their team will contact you to make an introduction to their preferred agent in your town. And then you can be living next door to me right here in Miami. All right, here we go. So the big thing over the last two days, as they're always trying to keep our eye off the ball, right? They don't want you looking at the gas prices. They don't want you looking at the stock market. They don't want you looking and seeing that your 401k is down. They don't want you seeing that Joe Biden can't complete a sentence. Uh, So COVID has somehow snuck back into the thing. It is in the system again. People are talking about it again. And the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, which has botched everything, either through complete negligence or total ineptitude, or perhaps intentional, who the hell knows at this point, uh, they are now endorsing babies, babies, babies getting the jab. Here is a tweet from CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. We haven't talked about her in quite some time. Today, I endorsed AKIP's recommendation that all children six months through five years of age should receive a COVID-19 vaccine. Parents, I strongly encourage you to get your children vaccinated against COVID-19. And then she links, of course, to the CDC uh, tweet on this. Now, I'm not even gonna get into the numbers, right? It does not even matter at this point. You guys know it. You know it, and I don't wanna bludgeon you with numbers. This virus barely affected children. It's not 1%. It's not 1% of 1%. It's significantly less than that. And the ones that it did had all sorts of other uh, health problems. That's number one. Number two, you should be very, very skeptical of anything these people uh, want you to do at this point. The people who got you fired from your jobs or mandated this or that, or wanted you in masks that don't work or anything else, or vaccines that ended up not working as promised. How many times do I have to show you videos or have you seen the videos of Fauci saying, if you get vaccinated, you're good to go. Biden, if you get vaccinated, you won't get or transmit COVID. They've lied about everything. These companies are also not being held legally responsible for any side effects. And they don't have to open up their books on this stuff for 75 years. As I mentioned on the show yesterday, if you take Advil, it tells you all the side effects. If you take any medication, every commercial that you watch on television, for any problem that you have, the half the commercial is a list of side effects, diarrhea, vomiting, thoughts of suicide, blah, blah, blah. But we're not talking about any of those things related to this. And now they want to inject six-month-olds. I can tell you, as I said yesterday, as a, a father-to-be, it will be over my dead body that my children will be injected with whatever the hell this thing is, even if at this point they could say to me, oh no, it has no side effects. 
Children simply do not need it. Little babies do not need it. So anyway, Rochelle Walensky, who has been an absolute fraud this entire time from the CDC, she tweeted that out. It got about a thousand likes. Now, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I'm going to do it. Pull up my tweet. I retweeted her and I wrote, you should be in jail. I thought I just cut right to it. You know what I mean? It got 35,000 likes. So she got 1,000 likes on her tweet about jabbing babies. I'm just some guy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, I got a YouTube show. I put on a jacket every day, a little hairspray. I'm doing all right. But the point is nobody's paying attention to these people. The head of the CDC, if we were all so concerned, oh my God, it's so great. We're gonna jab all the babies. Click like on this thing. Nobody's paying attention to these people and nobody should pay attention to these people. Uh, And why should they not pay attention to these people? Because jabbing babies, it's not even being studied properly. There is no evidence that any of this works. Uh, Rand Paul, senator from Kentucky, he questioned uh, Fauci. I'm sorry to have to show you Fauci again. It's only 30 seconds or so, don't worry. But he questioned Fauci on uh, the evidence that we should be jabbing babies with their experimental stuff. Dr. Fauci, the government recommends uh, everybody take a booster over age five. Are you aware of any studies that show reduction in hospitalization or death for children who take a booster? Right now, there's not enough data that has been accumulated, Senator Paul, to indicate that that's the case. There are no studies, and Americans should all know this, there are no studies on children showing a reduction in hospitalization or death with taking a booster. No studies, no studies. Uh, I know we cut the video there, but Anthony Fauci did not argue against that. There are no studies that prove this. Uh, But the entire mainstream machine is now very into this idea that babies should get jabbed. Here's a little bit of a video that I saw yesterday from Reuters about babies getting jabbed. She was born uh, at 25 weeks, so she's premature. Um, so um, the last two years, we spent a lot of time in the hospital. <laughs> um, um, but since she's been home, we've spent a lot of time at home um, and away from family and friends um, to keep her safe. Uh, when we're going to Canada, you know, three weeks for a big family reunion, so <laughs> that should be a lot, lot less stressful, given that she's got some more protection now. I'm actually kind of sorry that we showed you that. It's actually, it's gut-wrenching, like these parents that are so brainwashed, we're going to Canada, so now she's got more protection. You have no idea what you just injected that kid with, and not only do you not know, It hasn't been studied. There are no clinical trials on all of this. You've waived all your rights to ever suing them about any of this stuff. Um, These people, and I'm gonna keep my kid away and I'm gonna keep wearing a mask. There is a virus going around, but it is not COVID at this point. Uh, It is a mental virus related to COVID that is actually far, far worse. Uh, But fortunately, guys, there are places in America, believe it or not, where freedom and sanity prevails. I live in one of those places, Uh, Florida, of course, with our, not only our fantastic governor, uh, but our uh, Surgeon General, uh, Dr. Joseph A. Latipo. And I've mentioned him on the show many times. And if he was a Democrat, you would know him. 
because he happens to be a young black guy, uh, but because he is uh, working for a Republican administration. I, don't, I actually don't even know his politics, really. I can glean the idea that he like, you know, he's sort of libertarian and that he doesn't want the government doing everything, but I don't know that he considers himself a Republican, but he is our Surgeon General here, came in in the middle of COVID, and Florida has flourished because of it. Here was his uh, tweet a couple days ago on what's going on with these babies. Did the COVID-19 vaccine trials for kids under five show a reduction in severe illness? Did the trials show a benefit for those with a prior COVID-19 infection? Is there a benefit for kids with no pre-existing conditions? Florida puts data over ideology. That's not going to change. Pretty good. Pretty good. There's no evidence for any of this. And these people, they think they're doing something good. I don't know what you do with that. I don't know how you deprogram these people from the cult of COVID, the cult that the machine has forced onto them. I'm going to Canada. I'm going to see my family members. So I just injected my baby with some shit. I have no idea what that is. Um, but here's another one. We got this from the Herald Sun. If you think this thing's not over, this is what I keep telling you guys. It's like, man, they've got this now. They've got COVID in their back pocket. That's how COVID is going to work going forward. And when shit gets too hot, when too many of us are looking at reality and seeing it clean and clearly, they're just going to pull out the COVID card and that's what they're going to do. That's why it hasn't gone away. That's why a certain amount of people are still so obsessed with it. This is from the Herald Sun in Australia. Look at this. This is today. I just saw this today. Giving your coworkers and family members the silent treatment and texting, not talking, could be the key to getting the COVID pandemic under control. Here's why. And then, of course, they link to this thing. Speaking for just four words, speaking just four words an hour increases the spread of COVID-19 10 times more than breathing normally. Well, I have to tell you guys, uh, there's four of us in a relatively small studio here, and I've been talking this entire time. If you get out of here alive, it'll be a freaking miracle. Phoenix is literally coughing right now. <laughs> but trust me, if you, if you think I'm making this all up, don't listen to me, right? Don't listen to me. What am I? Who am I? Again, I'm a guy with a jacket with some hairspray and a Sharpie. Don't listen to me about any of this stuff. Listen to Joe are, Mr. President, are you uh, confident you have, I know you're looking for more money from Congress for the, this vaccine campaign and for, for COVID funding going into the fall. Uh, how much of the supply of vaccines for these small children uh, is there and, and how many of the nation's kids will you be able to get vaccinated before you need more money uh, from Congress? Well, we'll get through at least this year. We, we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money. Oh, did you guys hear that? Uh, second pandemic, yeah, it's coming. I don't know how he knows that. Now I get it. COVID will continue to morph and we'll get these variants and all of this stuff. And we had Omicron after Delta and Omega and whatever. And, you know, they'll change and usually they become less lethal, even though the original version of COVID was far less lethal than they were scaring us with way back when. Uh, but he knows that it's coming. And what does he need? Well, he needs more of your money. You got to get him some money. So not only can he vaccinate the children, even though there's no evidence that the children should be vaccinated, but he needs money to do other things because in the fall, it's coming back. 
And of course, he then said that he's done better than the previous administration, even though far more people have died of COVID under uh, Joseph R. Biden, the elderly man pretending to be president, than Donald Trump. Can I get the numbers on that? How many died under Trump? I think it was around 200,000, if I'm not mistaken. And how many have died under uh, Joe Biden? Because let's, let's get that, let's figure that out. And uh, just in case, in case you missed it, here's just a small, sig- uh, small snippet of what I just showed you to really drive home the point. It's coming back, baby. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's gonna be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money. They're bringing it back. They are bringing it back. Uh, 400,000 people uh, died under Trump uh, related to COVID. So I was off a little bit on that one. I'm doing some of this off the top of my head. And uh, 600,000 died under Biden. And they were, they both roughly had, you know, a year and a half of COVID under each of their administrations. So, you know, uh, at 200,000, which is why I said that number, that's when Joe Biden sent out that tweet saying that if 200,000 people died, he shouldn't be, Trump shouldn't be president anymore. Well, more people have died. Yada, 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 you get it. But what's this all about? It's about fear, right? This is, this is the distraction. They can't, they can't distract you with good things. They can't be like, oh, look at all the great things that are happening right now. Guys, everything's really fantastic. The economy's doing well. People have jobs. Everybody's happy. Yay, let's get out. Let's party. They can't do that. They want virus number two. And why do they want virus number two? So that you will not look at your bank account. So you will not look at your 401k. Uh, and so that they can basically blame anything other than themselves for this oncoming recession. So Elon Musk, who it does look like he is gonna get Twitter and he has become one of the most outspoken critics of this administration. And he tweeted that he is most likely gonna, well, he said he's gonna vote for a Republican going forward, but that he would support Ron DeSantis if he ran for president. Uh, He's now out there saying that, yeah, a recession's on the way. A recession is inevitable at some point. Um, As to whether there is a recession in the near term, um, I think that is more likely than not. Uh, it certainly isn't, a, it's not a certainty, but um, it appears more likely than not. Personally, I tend to trust Elon Musk more than anyone who works for the administration, including this black lesbian. And right now, we don't see a recession right now. That is not, we're not in a recession right now. Uh, right now, we're in a transition where we, we, will, we are uh, going to go into a place of stable and steady growth, and that's going to be, uh, that's, that's going to be our focus. And just one more. Guys, it's a transition. It's Pride Month, and everybody's transitioning. So if you're not transitioning from being a boy to a girl, at least we'll transition the economy. Ah. All right. So look, they're obviously gonna use this as cover for the recession. So once the recession hits, they will say, oh no, it is because COVID is back. Uh, Let's not forget that Joe Biden just, this is about two, two and a half months ago, was blaming the pandemic for inflation, not printing all the money that he was doing. Uh, I want every American to know that I'm taking inflation uh, very seriously and it's my top domestic priority. And I'm here today to talk about solutions. And there's gonna be more we're gonna have to talk about as well. But first, I want us to be crystal clear about the problem. There are two leading causes of inflation we're seeing today. The first cause of inflation is a once in a century pandemic. Not only did it shut down our global economy, it threw the supply chains and demand completely out of whack, especially in countries where more effective recovery responses uh, uh, weren't available. 
Okay, so it's not the printing of the money, it's not the lockdowns and all of those things, right? It's the pandemic itself, right? Uh, it's not what they did in reaction to the pandemic, it's the pandemic itself. And of course, Putin is the other thing, right? It's always Putin and the pandemic. You give me a P word and it's a P word, man, I'll tell you. Um, so this is, they're telling us, right? Like they're, they're, the reason I'm doing the show the way I'm doing it today is because I want you guys to see it as they're about to do it. They're now warning us part two is coming. And they're telling us that the first time the economy was banged up was because of COVID-1. So do you think they're gonna do this thing again? Of course. Uh, here's Joe Biden back in February talking about how things are actually better, but it's your problem because you've got psychological problems, you freak. It is a phenomenal negative psychological impact that COVID has had on the public psyche. And so you have an awful lot of people who are uh, notwithstanding the fact that uh, that things have gotten so much better for them economically uh, that they are thinking, but how do you get up in the morning feeling happy? Right. Happy that everything's all right. Deep breath, Dave, deep breath. Guys, um, there's been a mass psychological problem. So I actually will agree with Joe Biden on that. I don't think it's the psychological problem that he thinks it is, but there is a mass psychological problem. It's people that believe his nonsense. It's people that are still buying into the COVID stuff. All, it's all the NPC people and okay, you get it all, on all of that. Uh, but this idea that you have so much more money, that things are so great, but it's, you have a psychological condition. You have some, you wake up and you're depressed and you don't know why. You have a little cartoon cloud floating over your head. And if only you will take Celexa or Velatron or some other drug, which then of course gives you the diarrhea and the bloating and the thoughts of suicide and the other stuff, then you would realize that Joe Biden is actually doing a hell of a job. But, you know, we must give the devil his due. And since they're telling us what they're gonna do, how can we prepare uh, to be aware of it when they do it? And when are they gonna do it? Well, of course, a lot of this is gonna drop uh, right before the election, because this is going to get us to a mail-in voting situation and all of the craziness around that. But before I get to that, uh, Maya Flores, who is the young Republican Latina woman who just flipped Texas 34 red. This is a Texas border district that had been Democrat controlled for about a hundred years. And she just won. Elon Musk, who is a recent Texas transplant, he actually voted for her. Uh, and she did an interview on Fox uh, explaining why she thinks she won. Maida, uh, President Biden won your district by 13 points in 2020. Uh, your husband is a border agent. We talk about the wide open border all the time. Is this uh, the, the main issue for the Hispanic voter? What can you tell us about the Hispanic voter and uh, what you're expecting in terms of votes come November? Well, the main issue is inflation. It's the cost of living. Everyone is extremely pissed off and angry at the Biden administration because of the increase of gasoline, of groceries, of, of medication. That is hurting them tremendously. Her name, by the way, is Myra, not Maya. So I apologize because I think she's going to be a huge political star. And what's she basically saying? What's she basically saying? A district that went to Biden People are upset about the money situation. People are upset about the economic situation. Uh, of course, they're also upset about the border situation over there. They're watching, you know, transients and all sorts of illegals just jump over the border, just flood through the border and take over their cities. And then God only knows where they go throughout the country. Uh, but the point is that that election, I think is going to be a real bellwether for what happens, what should happen 
uh, in these midterms that enough people are just like, you know what? Maybe the Republicans aren't all racist. Maybe they're not all white supremacists. Maybe they're not all homophobes and bigots. And they just don't really want the government to do that much. And by, by gun, uh, gosh darn it, uh, the government hasn't done a lot of things well over the last couple of years. And I'm gonna vote differently. I'm gonna vote for that white supremacist Republican party. Uh, so of course the Democrats see this coming. So they need the virus. And why would they need the virus? Because the virus of course gets them to mail in ballots. Just listen to Joseph R. Biden back in 2020. It was a lesson in voting amid a virus. Long lines and two and a half hour waits in some places, voters and poll workers wearing masks and protective gear with plexiglass between them. I don't think uh, people should be voting today. People die. Democrats want states to expand early absentee and mail-in voting. Have all the experts, both political parties and academia, laying out what it would take to have voting by mail. I'd much prefer to have on, you know, in-person voting. But most Republicans, including President Trump, don't like the idea. No, it shouldn't be mailed in. You should vote at the booth and you should have voter ID. Crazy, voter ID, actually showing your identification when you vote. Something I did not have to do when I lived in the dystopian nightmare of California. I actually showed my ID, I pulled out my ID to show it to the guy and he kind of freaked out like, no, 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 we don't have to know that. All you have to say is a name and an address. So if you know your neighbor's address, you can vote as your neighbor. On top of the fact that Michael here, who now lives in the free state of Florida and he's got a job and the whole thing, uh, he got a mail-in ballot for a California, for the California election uh, just a couple weeks ago while he lives in Miami. You see what's going on here? So the more that they can push you to mail-in ballots, the more that shenanigans can happen and all of those things. I'm not saying that things are fully rigged. I'm just saying you can sort of see the pieces, right? It's just about seeing the pieces that are kind of floating around right in front of you and that we should be doing things to secure our elections. Uh, we've got a little bit more from Rand Paul. This is him last year talking to Democrat activist George Stephanopoulos, who formerly worked for the Bill Clinton White House, who now runs ABC News, and I'm sure he's very impartial when he does that, talking about what we can do related to voting concerns. There were several states in which the law was changed by the Secretary of State and not the state legislature. To me, those are clearly unconstitutional, and I think there's, a, there's still a chance that those actually do finally work their way up to the Supreme Court. Courts traditionally and historically don't like to hear election questions, but yes, were there people who voted twice? Were there dead people who voted? Were there illegal aliens who voted? Yes, and we should get to the bottom of it. I'll give you an example. In my state, when we had a Democrat Secretary of State, she refused, even under federal order, to purge the rolls of illegal voters. We got a Republican Secretary of State, and he purged the rolls. But, so Senator it Paul, does make I have a to, difference, I, and those things I, I have, have to, to stop occur. you there. there no, no, no election is perfect, but there, there were 86 challenges filed by President Trump and his allies in court, all were dismissed. What I would suggest is that if we want greater confidence in our elections, and 75% of Republicans agree with me, is that we do need to look at inte election integrity, and we do need to see if we can uh, restore confidence in the elections. Well, 75% of Republicans agree with you because they were fed a big lie by President Trump and his supporters who say the election was stolen. Why can't you say well, I think where President you make, Biden I think, won I a think legitimate you make fair a mistake election? In, uh, hey, George, 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 where you make a mistake is that 
people coming from the liberal side like you, you immediately say everything's a lie instead of saying there are two sides to everything. Historically, what would happen is if I said that I thought there was fraud, you would interview someone else who said there wasn't. But now you insert yourself in the middle and say that the absolute well, fact is that everything I'm saying is a lie. Okay, again, this isn't to say the election was stolen or wasn't stolen or anything else, but in essence, what Rand Paul is saying is, hey, we gotta do some things to secure up the elections that a huge percentage of people now look at our election system and are going, something ain't right. And it's like, if one side, there is one side right now, things are not, you know, I know everyone wants to think, oh, both sides are equally evil or, you know, equally corrupt or something like that. If one side wants you not to have IDs to vote, and if one side really wants mail-in ballots and, and all of these drop boxes and all of these things. And the other side is saying, hey, could we have roles that make more sense where we can actually match signatures, show ideas, et cetera, et cetera. Like, do those things seem exactly equal to you? Do they seem exactly equal to you? Of course they're not exactly equal. So which side actually wants integrity? And which side feels that maybe some shenanigans are more in order to keep them in power because things are going pretty poorly for them. And let's not forget, of course, first off, this idea that if you can't get, that, that somehow black people, I mean, this is what they'll always tell you. This is what progressives say. If you, if you force people to have an ID to vote, you're somehow racist because black people can't get an ID. Does anyone watching this know a black person that cannot get an ID? Uh, when I had Nikki Haley on the show a couple months back, when she was governor of South Carolina, there was this concern that a certain amount of people couldn't get uh, voter IDs. They could not get a driver's license or a government issued ID. So she put money towards it, a couple hundred thousand, towards anyone wants an ID, we're gonna help you get it, we'll drive you there, whatever we have to do, we'll bring it to you, whatever we can do. She said it was something like 14 people didn't have IDs that wanted to vote. It does not exist. The same people who will tell you that you shouldn't have to have an ID to vote, well, it's like, should you have to have an ID to get on a plane? We all agree that that is obvious, so is American Airlines and Delta racist? I mean, is that really, I mean, it's all so stupid. Should you have to have an ID to go get a bottle of vodka? my libertarian audience would say no, and that would be just fine, but that's not what the progressives say. They want regulation of everything. So they want regulation and rules around everything, except when it comes to voting. Do you think something odd's happening here? So what can you do? Well, we found this video of, you're not gonna believe it, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, and this is a non-political answer, actually. This is an answer that comes from within, because it's not about it's not solely about the people who are gonna stand up and fight this, this monster and this evil today. It's about raising the right people who will fix it tomorrow. What we really need in our state and in our country uh, in, in greater quantities, uh, we need leadership. Uh, we need people that have some courage, the courage of your convictions. And when you stand up for the right things, the way our society is right now, you know, you got media that's that's very dishonest about what they do. They have their agenda, big tech. You got a lot of stuff. You know, they're trying to always advance their narrative. I'd be very uh, weary of any of those narratives when they when they're uh, trying to shove it down your throat. But nevertheless, that's just the reality. So when you're standing up on principle, when you're standing up for what's right, man, people will come after you in this realm. I'm telling you, that's just the reality. And it's not just people like me as governor. It's talking about people, parents going to school board meetings. It's talking about everything under the sun involving uh, the future of our country, uh, you will face some opposition for that. So none of this is cost free, um, but if people aren't willing to stand up and, and, and take those arrows and, and pay the price uh, to be able uh, to do what's right, then we don't have much of a future. And so what I would tell you is, uh, yes, uh, understand government, learn about all this stuff, 
very important. But then as you go out beyond where you are now, uh, just be willing to have the fortitude and the strength to stand up for what you believe in. Ain't that it? Ain't that it? And it's not just politicians, as he said. It's not just that we need governors and senators and mayors to do it, but that if we all did it, when your company uh, was telling you to go to a diversity, equity, and inclusion meeting, and you said, no, this is neo-racism, or whatever it is in your life that you can do if you just did it a little bit more, as I often say, just a little bit more. And then it wouldn't be so bizarre when good people stand up because there would be more good people. And by the way, I would show less clips of Ron DeSantis because there would be more good people standing up. That's all it is. And they will try to destroy you. I, I can't tell you the amount of times that New York Times or Daily Beast or Media Matters or any of these trash things have tried to take me out or dox me or write horrible things about me or all of those things. I am still here. I'm actually better than ever. And I would say stronger than ever and clearer and cleaner than ever in my thoughts and my beliefs. That's all we need. That really is all we need. Let's get some comments from uh, the locals community and the rumble community. Pat says, uh, when the Republicans retake Congress, they're going to impeach Biden for felony hair sniffing. It is possible. You know, it turns out that in the video of him uh, falling off the bike the other day, the reason he stopped was because there was a little girl there waving to him. And he does love to sniff the hair of young children. This is just the thing that Joe Biden is into. There are many, many videos of it. He likes the smell of young children's hair. Uh, his government wants to inject young children with things. Is there a connection? I don't know. Amy says CDC equals center of dystopian control. Ooh, I like that. Amy, we're gonna use that one. Phoenix, write it down. The center of dystopian control. Center for dystopian control, perhaps. Tatone on Rumble says, I'm getting married this Sunday. Well, congratulations, Tatone on Rumble. You know, marriage, finding a life with somebody, maybe having some kids, taking a little responsibility, standing up with your shoulders back. There was some guy I used to tour with who talked about some of that stuff. Good things are on the horizon. Very exciting. Uh, this was a, a solid show. I didn't ask you guys how you were feeling about the show before, but uh, everyone's getting guacamole today. And we're not even having Chipotle. We're having sushi, but everyone's getting guacamole on the side. Guys, if you want to play along during the show, join us at rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, part one of my interview with former congressman, now leading Truth Social, all about how to fight big tech. Uh, Devin Nunes is up on YouTube, believe it or not. It's still up on YouTube and it's up on Rumble, of course. Uh, so you should check it out there. And finally, a cold close with Joe Biden and his mortal enemy. Goodbye. He pours fuel on every single racist fire. You know who I am. You know who he is. You know his character. You know my character. Put both hands on top of the wheel. I am anxious to have this race. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.